And right now I'm joined by the man of many hats for Florida Atlantic football coach Raymond Woody, who serves as the associate head coach, the outside linebackers coach, special teams coordinator, recruiting coordinator coach. First off, what's the biggest challenge of balancing all of those responsibilities? Well, you know, just basically uh, minimizing and maximizing uh, the time, you know, wisely. And then obviously just collaborating with uh, a great group of coaches, you know, to uh, do their jobs and, and being able to allow them to do their jobs, you know, because at the end of the day, the vision is uh, what Coach Taggart wants us to execute. So if everyone understands that, we work together to get the goal accomplished. Recruiting is the lifeblood of any college program, football, any sport. How do you guys go about, can you can you walk us through or give us a quick elevator speech of, of how you go about taking a thousand kids that you're recruiting or evaluating and, and condensing that and, and the process of so many athletes and, and getting it down to 25 kids who you want to come play football at Florida Atlantic? Well, basically, you know, it's all about um, understanding what you need and being able to evaluate because obviously you want the best of the best, but in reality, you know, we're going to get a small percentage, you know, of, like you said, thousands and thousands. So, you know, going into it, you have to do a good job of evaluating and then putting your coaches in positions where their strengths and and pretty much covering up uh, some of the things that, you know, they may not do well, or I may not do well, but being able to work together as a staff, knowing what you need every year, not just recruiting guys just to recruit them because of stars, but recruiting the need. And at our level, you know, we're going to get really good football players. But now, you know, you got NIL. I mean, we got to do a really good job of evaluating because now money is involved, you know, mm-hmm. and it's legal. Cyrus Woodick here on High School Hysteria talking with Florida Atlantic football associate head coach Raymond Woody. Coach, you talk about evaluating players. You've been around the game of football for so long now. Has the way you evaluate players changed over the past 10, 20 years? The, the game has changed so much from you know the eye formation, three yards in a cloud of dust, dust to the spread offense and 60, 70 point games. Has that made the way that you evaluate players change or is it pretty much the same uh, over the course of your career uh, in the game of football? The approach, I don't think. You, you know, you change the approach on how you have an eye. Because I always say trust your eyes, you know. Uh, being in high school, a lot of times these kids are underdeveloped. So, you know, to get the ready-made guy at this level, it's going to be hard. So I, I just think you, you stick with your guns and trust your eyes. But with the transfer reporter coming into um, effect, you have to win, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the game is about winning. You know, we say we want to win in the classroom, on the field, outside the classroom. Well, if you win games on the field, it's sad. A lot of times that covers up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, the 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 decisions that people make, you know, to retain you. So uh, with the transfer reporter, uh, sometimes people want ready-made, experienced guys. So – that kind of hurts not the evaluation of what we see with our eyes, but who we take in comparison to who we don't take. 
With all the changes that we've had in college football, especially in this case, the transfer portal and kids going from school to school with so with so much ease, does that change the way that you guys approach recruiting from the top down? You know, when you have obviously all the kids coming in from high school, but you also have so many kids moving schools from the transfer portal. Do things change for you guys in the way you think about your recruiting process or is it not? as big of a deal as I guess, you know, people would make it out to be. It's still recruiting. You know, at the end of the day, you still have to trust your eyes, but then also you have to trust the characteristics that these student athletes will bring to you. So just because you see a a nice looking person in that transfer portal that may have experience, you still have to find out the background information because that could, obviously ruin your team as well, right? You know, you you get a guy that's a four-star, but he may be carrying a lot of baggage. So the first question is, well, you're a big-time player. Why are you leaving the place you was at? And then now the research, you know, kind of gets to a high level because you building, you know, the program the right way, and you don't want one or two bad apples to come and destroy the whole vision of, you know, the program. So it's, it's challenging. And a lot of times in this transfer portal, um, you know, not just myself, not just uh, coaches on our staff, but even coaches from other staff that, you know, I collaborate with. You, you want to go after those kids who you have prior relationships. Maybe they didn't want to come your way. But now, guess what? You know, I may get Jimmy. I may get Joe, who I love coming out of high school but they decide to go somewhere else. So that plays an important factor as well. You know, not just going out there, just getting no anybody in the transfer portal. But if you got prior relationships with that individual that you're going after, that helps as well. Because, you know, when you recruit these kids, one thing we try to do, we try to know the mom, the dad, the sister, the brother, the girlfriend, the custodian, the principal, the preacher, the teacher, all of that. So sometimes when a kid gets in a transfer portal and that name comes up, you say, wow, I remember that kid. I know a lot of bottom ups. I didn't coach him. So that's the that's the relationship that you may have with another school. And they may say, hey, coach, this is what it is. This is why he left. And sometimes these kids, you know, they get over recruited. And they end up understanding that what I'm a star, right? But when I go to college, those stars go away. So now it's time to compete. So <laughs> that Jimmy may be better than that Joe. And if that Jimmy is better than that Joe, then that Joe may not want to sit for two or three years. So guess what? He gets in a portal. Again, Cyrus Wittig here on High School Hysteria, talking with Florida Atlantic Football Associate Head Coach, Outside Linebackers Coach, Special Teams Coordinator, and Recruiting Coordinator, Raymond Woody. Coach, we've talked a lot already about the changing landscape of college football, and one of the things that has changed is is the growth of the 7-on-7 tournament, camp, showcase, whatever you want to call it. It's kind of gone hand-in-hand with the growth growth of the spread offense. For the 7-on-7 camp, it's not a true simulation of football, but how beneficial are those camps and the seven on seven showcases for coaches in terms of seeing what players can do on the football field, even though it's not, you know, the full pads tackle football that we see on Friday nights. The spread game, like you said, it's about personnel. And I think it's, it helps us. It's just another evaluation because mm-hmm. honestly, a seven on seven team never won a state title, right? I mean, exactly that. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, no pass. You still see the um, 
the flexibility, the athletic ability, you know, uh, the speed, the ball skills. So we use that as another evaluation. And then they're competing too. I mean, you know, those guys are competing at a high level. Now, obviously, they're not being tackled and thrown to the ground, but you still are able to see kids um, change of direction, explosiveness, hands, eye coordination. So uh, it's, it's big, you know, because – Throughout the summer, I mean, these seven-on-seven tournaments are going on, and any evaluation is great, and that's what that's what you do. You want to find out because a lot of times when you go to a school and you see them practice, you see certain segments. Or some people stay to the whole practice, but with recruiting, it's tough. You know, if mm-hmm. you want to see multiple kids to stay in one area the whole two and a half hours, so. We use that as another evaluation. And then what we tell the guys that we're recruiting, you know, we, we really like you. Some guys are like on the bubble. They may be on our board as offers. And then some may be on our board as takes. And then some may be on our boards as offer to recruit. So that offer to recruit and that um, offer is really – we want to come and see you in the spring. Uh, we want to work you out and invite you to camp. You know, uh, we want to see you in seven on seven. If you're a skilled guy. Mm-hmm. Now, it's different when you're an O-line, D-line guy. You know, we obviously, there's no seven on seven, so it's a camp. You know, we get an opportunity to work with you, like, for two and a half hours. Seven on seven, a lot of times the coaches bring their kids and they're coaching their teams, Right. So we're just walking around and evaluating. We don't really get a chance to coach them in 707, but we get an opportunity with our eyes to evaluate their skill set. And in my opinion, 707s are huge because you have an opportunity to see so many kids move around and going against some pretty good talent. Coach, you played high school football and college football in the Sunshine State, and you've spent the majority of your career here, but you've also coached at Western Kentucky and spent some time in Oregon as well. What did you come to learn? What have you come to learn and come to appreciate about Florida high school football from your time in other parts of the country? i tell you what, Florida, man, these, these kids are so competitive. And I'm not saying as a whole group, but a lot of areas in the state of Florida, I mean, it's just, they just breed uh, talent, toughness, uh, just love. They see this as a way out, you know, and I'm not saying other areas, but I mean, Florida has been the the lifeblood, one of the lifebloods of, uh, you know, college football as far as recruiting. I mean, you know, everyone comes to Florida, obviously, get good football players, you know, good athletes. I mean, obviously, we're not known for O-line, D-line as a, like a big capacity of recruits because a lot of times up north, you know, you you want to go north to get those guys. Now, you have some down here. You have you obviously have a lot down here, but it's not a it's not that many to spread around all of the schools, in my opinion, you know. Uh, but when you come down here, everyone comes down here for skill. That's the number one deal. We talked earlier about when you're recruiting a kid, you want to get background from his uh, teachers, his brother, his sister, his his preacher, his pastor, everybody. But one of the things that one of the issues that we've had in in Florida, especially our area, is retaining high school coaches. Is it difficult or and and how much 
does it impact recruiting and the ability to get a feel for a kid when you have to keep redeveloping relationships with coaches because of all the turnover? A lot of times it's not what you know, it's who you know. So you can get, it don't necessarily have to be the head coach, but Mm. it could be the assistant coach. It can be the recruiting coordinator. Cause a lot of times uh, we look at going into a school I know in Georgia and those types of, and even sometimes here in the state of Florida, you may not even talk to the head coach. The head coach now have associate head coach, recruiting coordinator. So you have to get through them. And if you develop a really good relationship with those guys, a lot of times those guys stick at the school, whether the the head coach leave, sometimes Mm -hmm. they leave, but I just think going into a high school and you got to, have a great relationship with the guidance counselor, you know, the NCAA clearinghouse person. I mean, you you got to talk to the cafeteria lady. You got to talk to the principal, the assistant principal, the AD, those important people. And I know being an athlete, I read the head football coach, the pieces that you have to cover, I don't know if the college coach, a lot of them understand that part. You know, if I could say how do you get relationships with the kid? I, I feel like you have to have relationships with the supporting team that's around that student athlete. You know, once you get that, and just to answer your question, the challenge, um, it, it can be on this part as well, because what happens is down south and not even down south, even north, and all around the state of Florida, I mean, these kids change schools like they changing clothes, sure. you know. Sure. So, and, and the coaches as well too, right? Sure. So, you know, and the coaches not getting what they need, and they see something else over there, uh, five miles up the street, they may jump ship. So now, do you blame the kids? A lot of times, no, because they making a commitment to these kids, and then all of a sudden, the commitment is broken because a hundred more dollars. And I'm, and I'm not saying that's the case because everyone wants to take care of their family. But when you get new coaches coming in, a lot of time the challenge for us is, do we have that relationship? Are they going to be honest with us? Because, you know, in order to recruit guys from other schools, people look at it as, you know what? I got to make sure that I have a great program. So if they see an individual come in like myself and say, hey, you know, tell me about his character. This kid could be lazy, but the what? How people looking at it is if that individual was signed with FAU, he has an opportunity to sign with FAU. That makes our school look good. That makes our program look good. And what's what's that going to do? That's going to draw more kids to us, whether – He's honest with us about the kid's character or not, the work ethic. He may lean towards telling us not the truth, but part of the truth. And I'm not, I'm using this as an example, not calling no coaches out, but I've been in those type of situations where a coach tell me one thing and then we bring it to the college level. And it's like, well, why didn't you tell me this kid was late to your meetings? Because now we got to discipline him and he's on the verge of not 
playing in this game because he's breaking these rules by not coming on time to certain things. And with that information, you don't just start doing that, you know? Right. So it's, right. it's just tough to credit, you know, like you said, it, it can be challenging, but I would strongly suggest that, you know, you try to learn as many people as you possibly can learn when you go in and out of these schools, because like you said, you never know a, mm. a, a coach may leave next week. So a new coach come in. Well, if you built a great relationship with a lot of administrators, custodians, uh, assistant coaches, you still may be in good standing far as they're telling you what you need to hear, whether it's good or bad. Cyrus Wittig wrapping things up with associate head coach at Florida Atlantic, Raymond Woody. Coach, it's my first full season in high school football in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast in the sense of, you know, the the being here for summer and the camps and the lead up and and, and the kind of the recruiting explosion. And it seems to me like it's an especially good crop of talent when you look at the class of upcoming seniors. And by my count, and I'm sure this number will go up, and I'm sure I'm missing a few athletes, but about 40 players in the class of 2023 already have offers from Division One football programs. I know you're not just recruiting the Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast area, but do you feel like this is an especially tr- strong year for talent uh, in those two areas? Yeah, I, I really do. I mean, and you said the number. Well, honestly, it's probably going to be even more. Because exactly, exactly. So that number's only going to grow. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and uh, man, this is a, a rich, you know, area. I mean, Palm Beach County, you look at Broward County, look at Dave, the whole Tri-County. I mean, this is like, I feel like 2023. 20, I mean, it's, it's loaded with players. And again, you have to be able to evaluate because you gave the number, but I know it's probably, it may be double of that. That individual may not have an offer now, but the beginning of the season, from what we have written down a lot of names, we're saying they're going to blow up because people are looking at the stars. (laughs) Well, if this person don't have a star by his name, that doesn't mean he's not a really good football player. That's where we have to come in and do what? Evaluate, trust our eyes, trust the people that we know that's going to tell us about this kid work ethic, about his, whether it's in the classroom, on the field, because it's three aspects. If a kid is a good student, you don't have to be a great student. If he's a good student, uh, good character, obviously, and then the athlete part of it. With those three things, he can play for us. And then that's, that's kind of how we, how we look at it. So, I really feel strong and excited about this 2023 class, you know, especially in this area. I mean, when you look at across the state, you know, 2023 class, it's a lot of good players out there. And and we just have to do a really good job evaluating those players that's really not being talked about greatly right now, because eventually when the season starts to progress, we develop relationships with these guys. And once they get to that level where they're getting multiple offers, some of these kids, they're going to remember them relationships. But again, it's so many challenges out there. You know, now it's legal to pay these kids out NILs, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, so we just have to do a really good job. We can't worry about that. We have to do what we 
know that's right and do what we normally do to get really good uh, student athletes. Coach, thank you so, so much for the time. Such a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, your your insights and your advice, invaluable. And uh, really looking forward to the next time we get to catch up. And of course, best of luck to the Florida Atlantic Owls in the fall football season. Yes, sir. Take care.